Welcome to Family Tech Talk, the show that helps you be the tech expert of your home. From interviews with lifestyle experts on how they use technology to tech tips and the latest news. No matter what your skill level is with Family Tech Talk, you can be the person all your friends and family go to for tech advice. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Family Tech, where you get to be the tech expert of your home. And today's guest is Navi. And I love what you do on Instagram. You share how parents can really help their families or help their kids with math issues. And I just love what you're doing. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and what it is exactly that you do. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Sarah. It's such an honor. So I was teaching high school. I was in the classroom for 16 years. And uh, during that time period, I had my own children. And I saw the struggles that kids were having at the high school level, uh, fractions, number sense. And I'm like, you know what? I want to see if I can, you know, be proactive with my own kiddos and teach them math. And I was able to teach my own children so much math. And a lot of people were impressed and they're like, well, they just got it from you. You're a math teacher. You've got that math gene and you pass it on. I was like, no, 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 no. This is not true. Your child can do this too. Anyone's child can do this too. You just don't have access to the tools that I have or the knowledge. And so I started sharing things on Instagram. I think it was in 2020. My sister said she's, I was making videos and just sending it to friends and other teachers and family members. And my sister's like, you know, there's a platform called Instagram. (laughs) And I was like, oh, it's not like a dating app. And she's like, no, people posting. And so, yeah, I I was like, I don't need to be on Instagram. I'm I'm good. It was, it was funny, but I started, and she's like, people are posting reels, which are a little bit just like the videos that you're doing and you can reach a wider audience. And so the rest is history. I started posting the account started growing. I learned how to post better content and just try to troubleshoot all of those little math issues that I saw that parents were having. And here we are. And here we are. I love that. I mean, and coming from a STEM background, you know, obviously I've been in IT for, for many, many moons. But the interesting thing is I don't know all my times tables. And the reason is we moved, like we lived in California and then we moved to Oregon right when I was in third grade. And it was before we like memorized time time tables in or in California. And after they had learned in Oregon, I'm like, what states am I talking about? (laughs) And so like to this day, I still have never sat down and tried to memorize my time tables. And so, you know, if somebody asks me what's six times seven, I'm like, I I don't know. I've got so I've really got tips for I've got tips for that too. Multi, the the times tables are one of those things that just can create so much anxiety for some kids, not all kids. And Dr. Jo Bowler from Stanford, she really when I was in the classroom, we were doing our professional development and we learned about her and her ideas on math anxiety and from her we learned that everyone's brain can learn math, but there's sometimes so much anxiety And she related that anxiety to like sometimes when you see a snake and you get scared, that's the kind of anxiety some people experience, even myself included, when it comes to math and you're put on the spot. And so that's preventing you from learning, not your brain. There's nothing wrong with you. You just need some tools to help you overcome that anxiety and some fun ways to learn the math. I love that. So and you do have so many fun ways to learn math. Like I love how you use 
everyday household items to te help teach kids. So why do you think that's helpful for kids to understand these math concepts? One of my biggest things that I want to push on my platform is accessibility. And I want all children all over the world, like you don't need a lot of fancy things to learn math, but I really wanted to make it accessible. I wanted, so that's why I like using those household items. But I think that once we make the math concrete, allow kids to play with it, make mistakes and figure it out, it's going to stick in their brain much longer versus me saying, okay, here's, here's some step-by-step -step problems you got to do. Okay, you got to do 20 of them. That's just how we do things. And really trying to shift the focus away from that. We still need kids to be fluent in their math facts. We need that. But let's take an approach that's going to give them something concrete to hold on to. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you've got Legos and you've got all sorts of really fun stuff. So, I mean, if you're not already following her, oh, tell everybody what your Instagram is excuse me, Instagram handle is so that they can find you and follow you for sure. I'm on Instagram at math teacher mom blog. Try to keep it simple for you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm happy to, you know, and people DM me all the time. How can I troubleshoot this? And I love sharing what I know with families. If it's going to help someone, let's get it out there. We should not be having this math, you know, epidemic that, you know, kids are failed. We should not have that. And I'm yeah. here to try to problem solve that as much as I can. And so people DM me, I come up with ideas, I share it with them, I make the reel. So whatever I can do to help my community so their child can also be successful in math, that's what I'm about. Yeah, that's so awesome. So Math Teacher Mom blog, definitely go check that out. So what math concepts should you start with? And at what age? So I, when I was working in a preschool, that was one of the best experiences that I've had. Some kids don't know how to count properly. And sometimes we think when they're just reciting numbers, they can count to 10, 20, 100. We're like, oh, they're good. They know their numbers. But we need to focus on assessing kids to see if they're counting properly. The one-to-one -one, uh, correspondence, understanding the concept of cardinality. So going back to the basics and focusing on that. But at the same time, I really think it's neat to expose kids to higher level questions to bigger ideas you can teach a preschooler to add subtract multiply and I'm not saying sit them down and give them a paper and pencil like hey expose them to the ideas especially the kids that are curious I have a, a younger child and she just had to learn everything the same time my older one was learning <laughs> and she's like you're doing fractions I want to learn fractions and she had that mindset I wasn't going to tell her well that's not age appropriate for you the standard that I'm like, you want to learn it? Okay, let me see if I can make it wow. accessible to you. Why yeah. am I going to stop her from, you yeah. know, if she's curious? And I think if you make math fun and hands-on and you throw in the Play-Doh, they're going to be curious. <laughs> and I love what you said there because that's not something that I've really put together, but it could just be words to them, you know, one, two, three, four, five, and not understanding that this is, you know, this and then this and then this. So that's really interesting to see that. Right. It's all, it's about authentic assessment. So we have to make sure that when we're teaching kids math or they're learning uh, about math, that we're assessing them in a way that is very authentic to the learning and that they're demonstrating they actually understand those skills and they can teach it back to us. They can replicate it. So just to make sure that they're, they truly have that knowledge, it's important. Yeah, for sure. So if they've got, you know, the the counting down and we've got you know addition subtraction and we're kind of working on divisions what 
where do you think, you know, and I'm, I'm still also the kind of person that, you know, people ask me, what age should I get a phone for my kid or whatever? You know, I'm like, there's not a specific age, you know, so what would they need to understand in order to like advance to even more advanced concepts? They would definitely have to have a firm understanding of, let's say they're doing multiplication. That's uh, multiplication is huge. If you want them to be good at multiplication, you don't want to go that route like, okay, do they have their facts memorized? No. Do they understand that multiplication when it comes to whole numbers is simply repeated addition? If they can communicate to me, oh, three times four, you're taking the number three and you're writing, you're writing it four times, showing that you're adding itself four times. If they can communicate that to me, you're ready to move on. Having all your multiplication facts memorized is impressive, but that's not going to tell me like, oh, this is, they're demonstrating that the authentic assessment. They just have something memorized. And for some kids, memorizing is really fast, really easy, but they're not demonstrating an in-depth knowledge. We, uh, it was uh, Webb's depth of knowledge that we, you know, we kind of use at school. But if they can come up with a problem, they can draw it out. They can show you multiple representations of something. Now you've convinced me that you actually learn it. Can you teach it to someone else? Now let's go. But if you're not if you're not looking at different depths of understanding, it's kind of hard to move forward. Again, you could have that kid who's so good at memorizing things and they're, they're moving along because they can regurgitate what you just said. That's not authentic. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. And I love that what you're talking about, how if they can come up with pro- problems and teach that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite uh, math in high school and stuff was, uh, was geometry. Like I love geometry and like, I, I, once I created my own theorem, but I can't even remember what that was at this point, but, (laughs) but I just love like when you kind of create something that really helps you like, you know, solidify that understanding, I think. Absolutely. So are there topics that many kids struggle with when it comes to math or is it variable? You know, this person is going to struggle with, you know, memorizing their time tables or something like that. It's so funny, whenever I post a reel, I'll look at the insights and see fractions, one of those things that kids really struggle with. And I think some parents struggle with them too. So it's hard for them to fully teach that to their child. Multiplication, division, long division. That's one of those things that they're just some kids like this is not sticking. And if your understanding of division is only based on memorizing your multiplication fact and you struggle with that, now you're just digging a deeper hole. So those are some of the things that I, I've seen at the elementary level where they're just, I, I see them, those reels tend to do better for me. People are always oh, asking sure. for help on those particular topics. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. And I still remember my fifth grade teacher teaching us how to multiply fractions. And he called it like, I, I still totally can see him doing this on the like chalkboard, uh, reciprocal dude. And like reciprocal dude, you know, would flip the things around and, and then we'd like, you know, make the dude like, you know, jump a cliff or something like that. But, but cause those kind of concepts is what like really stick with me when you kind of relate it to the kids. So I love that you've got those, division and, and, and fraction things like that really will help them. Right. So what happens, what tends to happen, what I've noticed, especially at the high school level, so many kids are struggling. So we come up with as many quick 
tips and things as we can, but some kids get overwhelmed. Wait, am I supposed to have a common denominator in this one? Oh wait, am I just gonna multiply? And so when you give them so many tricks, some kids have trouble remembering all those tricks. And so I'm like, well, if they had a concrete understanding of what a fraction was and how you can manipulate it, now they're not relying on their memory alone because once you put a test in front of a kid and they're like, my brain just stopped working. I can't remember right. all of those things that she said. There's so many things. And so I really try to focus on building that foundational understanding of a topic. When it comes to fractions, a lot of people think, oh, a numerator and denominator. Yes, those are part of a part of fractions. But do we understand that the denominator tells you how many equal parts make up the whole? Let's focus on that. If a kid can tell me that, the fact that they know the words numerator and de denominator aren't that impressive. But if they can explain to me one over four, that four tells me four equal parts make up a whole. Again, now authentically assessing and like, you, you know what you're doing, kid. Now we're getting it. Now we're getting it. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. And it just reminds me what you said. Uh, this is totally kind of off topic. But my dad, who is a math genius guy, it, like would try and teach me a shortcut you know, and help me with my math. And like his shortcut literally takes up a whole page of stuff. And I'm like, that's, that's not a shortcut. <laughs> He's just going. And that's, you know, having all of these different like concepts thrown at me to make a shortcut, you know, that's not really helpful sometimes. <laughs> it's so funny. Our parents learned math in different ways. My parents learned math in India. So oh, yeah. when they came here and they're like, you need help? You should learn it how everyone else is learning it. Our way is different than your way. Learn it from the teacher. And so it's so funny. I hear all these stories of parents sharing with me how they learn math. And they, a lot of them can't help their kids out. They're like, I learned it with memorization. I don't know what this really means. And so, again, I'm here to support those families and say, hey, look, let me break down a concept in a way that makes sense to you so you can explain it to your child in a better way. So trying to bridge that gap. That's awesome. And yeah, I've seen a lot online, you know, not lately, I feel like, but kind of poo-pooing uh, common core math and things like that. So what are your thoughts on that? Sorry to kind of spring that on no, you. I love, I love sharing my insight. So the standards are there for a very specific reason. There's things that kids need to learn. If you want your kid in calculus, they want to be an engineer. There are a lot of skills that we're going to backwards map to that, that, that they need to know. And in order to get there, First grade has to teach these, second grade has to teach these. And again, it wasn't created for like to make people mad or malicious intent. It's just, if you want your kids to do these skills, then we need these standards and this is the order they need to go in. And so the intent, there's a lot of good intent there, but then when you go through a pandemic, parents <laughs> struggling, parents are so busy, they're like, I don't really have the time to do this. Now we've got a lot of issues and we need better support systems. If you want your kids to learn the standards at a, at a higher level, we need better support systems. And it's not simply give teachers more work, give parents more work. There's, we have to come up with better ways. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do now with writing programs for districts. Like, mm, hey, nice. you guys are struggling with math. Let me, let me put together what I know so anyone can teach it. And so our kids are getting supported there. And now with my Instagram, I'm trying to support families at home. So I'm trying to do as much as I can to support whoever. Like, we need these kids to get through these standards. They're there for a reason. No one just sat there to make them up one day. But right. 
but we need better support systems. And after the pandemic, I'm like, oh, we need even more support systems yeah. than we thought. So let's, let's do what we can to help out everyone. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And that kind of leads into my next question, though. So if your child is struggling with a particular concept, what are the kinds of things that you can do to help them? And especially if, if you don't even understand it, too. Uh, my first tip, come check out Math Teacher Mom blog. Right. Your story. I like exactly. See if you can find something. Yeah. But I think teachers are, especially at the elementary level, reach out to them and see if there are resources available. I'm seeing now a lot of resources are coming out for parents. The other thing you can do is uh, tutoring can get very expensive. Um, and, and I try to share things that are accessible for families. So one thing you can do, if you know, if you have someone in the neighborhood, can you, can you do an exchange? Can you babysit for them? Hey, my kid is really struggling and I, I'm not there yet to help them out. Do an exchange with them. I can do babysitting, drop off dinner or something that they can give some time. And I, I really don't think kids need a lot of time. They don't need an hour. No one wants to sit down and do math for an hour. But if that helps my, hey, can you stop by for 20 minutes? Maybe a grandparent, a younger aunt, uncle, someone, reach out to someone who has maybe a, a a relation with your child that, you know, they're like, hey, this is my nephew. I want to help. Ask them for help too, that, you know, instead of just, you know, reaching for tutors, which can get very expensive. And I want to do what I can to make sure everything is accessible for families. Yeah. I, I love that you said that reach to, out to your extended family. I did the same thing. So I mean, actually my major in college was statistics, but my daughter was in statistics and I couldn't remember a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's been 20 years since I've been in college. And so my, my nephew was currently in statistics, like in college. And I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, can you help I me? Mean, my daughter's a junior, you know, and I'm like, can you like meet up with, with Maddie? And so we can figure out, so she, you know, help her with the, her statistics homework because I'm kind of at a loss at the moment. We've got resources. We just have to remember, like, we can, we can use them and who, you know, different people we can access in our lives. So definitely think that reaching out to family, neighbors, trying to do an exchange where, hey, I can do babysitting. Can you help out? There's always an option. So do you think learning math concepts early can help kids with other life skills? So, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I don't really need to teach my kid math. Yet, you know, it's more important for me to teach them their colors and things like that. So give a plug for learning math concepts. <laughs> critical thinking skills. If you want your child to be a critical thinker, uh, giving them an opportunity to play with math, figuring out, you're building those skills that are going to help them make better life choices. You know, when they're looking for a partner, whether they're buying, you want them to have those skills. And I, I think math is one of those things. It teaches perseverance. And, and not saying, keep going, honey, keep trying. Not those just those words that we think, you know, we need to tell our kids, but giving them those opportunities. Hey, is there more than one way to think about this? Can you come up with something? But giving them like open-ended tasks where they're really taking charge of a problem, coming up with their own questions. I think math in a way can teach it all. Those, those life skills that we want kids to have, give them some good questions, give them resources, give them tools that, here. if you're stuck, we're not going to quit. Here are the resources that you have. It just opens up to lending itself to so many different aspects of their life. I, I think that it can, yeah, just the perseverance, growth mindset, critical thing. There's so many things that if your child is exposed to the right type of questions and math tests, it can do all of that. Yeah, totally agree. 
So you also have a book in the works. Is there anything that you can tell us about this book? And um, It is not a math book. I yeah. wanted to... It is not. Is that what you're thinking? It's a math book? Well, I didn't know. It's so vague. I'm like, oh, I want to know more. <laughs> it w- it's been in my heart for a long time to write a children's book. And yeah. this one is definitely geared towards a growth mindset. These children are going on an adventure. And some of the characters are current. They're in my life. And I wanted them to see representation in books. So so they're going on this. And it was actually my husband's idea. He's like, kids should go climb a mountain. They should do something big. And I loved that. I'm like, I'm going to take that and go with it. Right. But on this climb, they're going to encounter three different challenges. And they're either going to give up or they're going to sit down, think through it. And they're like, hey, we can do this and move forward. And then they're going to keep going. And when they get to the top of the mountain, there's going to be something amazing for them to see. And so really, sometimes as parents, other than saying, keep trying, you can do it. <laughs> we need words to support our kids. And I think a, a, a wonderfully crafted, beautifully illustrated children's book can do that. And then when your child is going through something, pull the book out. Like, hey, remember, these are some of the lessons that you've learned in this book. We can do that too. And so just trying to give parents more tools and I, I really like kids and I, I, I want to do something positive for them. And my illustrator, she's amazing and she's listening to all my ideas and she's going to bring them to life. And I just, I wanted to contribute in another way that would, you know, uh, empower families and do something special for kids. I love that. And I, I'm just foreseeing that it's going to be just like, oh, the places you'll go. Because I think people will like, you know, really come to, oh, the places oh. you go is something like to help them move forward and, and really understand that. So I, I, I foresee it. It's going Thank to be you. just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the awesome. support. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. When it comes out, definitely let me know and I'll, I'll put it out there too. So what, so switching back over to math then, what are some of your favorite apps to help teach kids math? Some of the uh, websites that I've used in my teaching experience, I excel. I think they have an app, but we were using the web version of it. Yeah. It does a really good job of you do a problem. If it's too hard for you, it will take it down a notch. These are paid things. So these are a little bit out of pocket. But in terms of meeting your child where they need to be met, that I excel, highly recommend that. Education.com is another one. Again, it's a paid membership service, but I think every month you get three or four free worksheets if you're looking for something small to supplement with. And then teachers pay teachers. Teachers are out there creating resources for their classrooms and they're sharing them. You can also filter on teachers, pay teachers uh, for free activities too. So if you're looking for free activities, you can do that. But just to support fellow teachers who are, who are doing the work in the classroom, but they can share what they know with your family too. And so I think those would be my go-to. Yeah. I mean, and I know my kids used IXL. For those of you who are not familiar with the website, it's the letters I-X-L, not like I-X-L. Like, right. So, but IXL.com. And I really liked it. Uh, I, I felt like it wasn't as gamified, like where it seemed, you know, more fun, you know, the stuff that you share, uh, but uh, but definitely helpful for sure. Right. If you're one of those parents who are like, I really don't have the time, I can't do this, it might be worth looking into getting an app for app like that for your child. Yeah. 
And so speaking of these websites, which are, are great, as kids get older, their math gets more complicated. Where can older kids go for help? I know IXL actually has a really broad range. You know, there's even, you know, uh, you know, calculus and stuff on there, I think. So, I mean, you can get anything you want from IXL, but where else can people go for help? For higher level, I think uh, Khan Academy is really powerful. Yeah, really powerful. Those tutorials, again, the, the thing you want to just be mindful of, is your child one of those people that can look at a video, sit there, focus long enough, take the notes and engage? Because that's not true for all kids. Some kids are like, I need a person guiding me through slowly. So just if your child can learn, I think it's a great tool. They, they cover that. They cover the statistics. They cover, I think they even do up to like multivariable calculus. And I think it's so awesome that anyone in the world can do up to that kind of math for free. And right. I think that can be really powerful. But just be mindful. Is your child, do they enjoy that type of learning where they're watching someone? Or do they prefer small group instruction or do they just need someone one-on-one -on -one with them? So it can get a little bit tricky, but Khan Academy definitely has, has those great resources. Yeah. And for those listening and are not familiar with Khan Academy, uh, again, I love that resource as well, but it's spelled K-H-A-N, Khan Academy. So definitely check that one out as well. So there are apps like PhotoMath and even Google Lens that can help solve math problems. We talk to our kids about these apps, you know, like sometimes, you know, when my daughter was needing help with, you know, advanced algebra and things, I'd, I'd pull out photo math and find the problem and then kind of help her through it. But, you know, trying not to like show her that I could get the answer really easily. <laughs> but how do you talk to your kids about that kind of stuff? It's a tool. And, and I, it, and what I like about these apps, again, if you can't afford a tutor and you're doing your homework and you can't get a hold you know, it can walk you through. But just remember, those tools aren't always going to be available. And do you really want to rely on something? If that tool is taken away, can you still do the work? Because on the test, you know, it's not going to be there. But just, hey, it's a tool. And, you know, sometimes letting kids make mistakes, I know it's so hard. Yeah. Maybe they're going to have to learn the hard way. They overused a tool and say, hey, look, now it's taken away. You didn't learn. Was it beneficial to you? I definitely, it's important that we have these accessible tools for families. Let's use them. You don't know how to solve this equation, put it in step by step, but it's the way you're using it. Are you just trying to memorize something and copy it down for homework points? Or are you like, oh, okay, this is making sense. Now I can apply this. If you can't apply it without the tool, you're really setting yourself up for failure. So again, you have to be, you have to make the judgment call and are you going to let your kid learn from a mistake? Like, oh, I did overutilize that tool. Or you can just share, hey, it's there, but just remember, it can be taken away at any time. If you, you know, do you really want to put all your eggs in that basket? Because once that's gone, you're, you're in trouble. So it's important to use it as a tool and then try to, you know, see that that's what it's for. But you, we can't always go through life with that tool. You don't want it to become that crutch that they're constantly going to. It's okay if, it, if they're learning with it, but they have to be able to demonstrate their knowledge without it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I love this. And it kind of segues into the next question I have. Uh, some parents have difficulty with math as it gets more complicated, junior high, high school. So where can these parents turn for help so that they can in turn help their kids? So a lot of, and, and this is classroom experience, a lot. So when we're using a, a particular textbook, 
they usually have a parent resource. So oh, parents can do that. I know with our, it was, it, gosh, it, the name escapes me, but a lot of textbook uh, companies have parent resources. And some teachers will post that resource. I, in the classroom, I would always post the resources. Parents, yeah, if you're up for great. teaching your child about slope, here you go. Here's a resource <laughs> for it. So textbook companies do a pretty good job of making it available. I don't, I, it's been a while, but I don't know how much, you know, how many tutorials they, af they actually offer, but it's more, okay, here's more practice problems and they'll break it down in a really good way. But also reaching out to the teacher, what are your office hours? I think it's so important. I feel like a lot of kids don't have that skill of advocating, like, I need help. Let me ask the teacher, are there times that you're available? And I just shared some back to school tips for younger kids. But when I make the addition for older kids, work with your child to help them advocate. And I understand raising your hand in a classroom, like class full of 30 kids can be scary. But if you don't learn how to ask for help, you're setting yourself up for failure. Hey, is there a time before school or after school? And teachers do have time set aside in their day to help kids. You can also reach out to the counselor. Some schools offer peer tutoring. You can hire a student to help, or they might have a teacher available after school in the library from this time to this time. And again, I think a, a cool way to do this, and it'll be a little bit cheaper than hiring a tutor, if your child has friends who, who understand that subject, okay, I'm going to order pizza for dinner. Can you guys work on this? And just make sure it's a supervised right. time. And, you know, can you guys work together through some math? I'll take care of dinner. And just, uh, I personally, I loved a good study group in high school, in college, you work together, then you go out for a bite. I, I think that that's one of the things that I miss most about my college days. The study, we would have like 20 kids in the engineering library at UC Davis working out math problems. Like it was such an experience to learn from your friends and I think it's a, it's a fun way to learn. I think that's just something the parents aren't really thinking about doing these days, you know, because their kids are into video games and they, you know, they go hang out or they go to the sporting events or things like that. But there's so much help that's like online that they don't think, oh, hey, you know, we can get everybody together and have a study group, you know, and order some pizza. So I, I love that you brought that up. I think it's really, I, and just what it's going to do for a child's confidence, like, hey, I'm helping out my friend with math, and just to boost their self-esteem, that's such a powerful thing. So I think just in that sense, like, kids need to know that they have, they have a lot of value to them, and I think this is one of those ways to, to demonstrate that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think we've covered most everything. Was there anything else that we forgot? You know, it's been a long time since I've been in math, so there, there could be I, lots of things. I do have a message, especially for moms. I know moms are usually the ones that, you know, we're, we're getting to the point where, you know, both parents are getting involved. But just what I hear a lot, you know, I struggled with math. I'm not good at it. I can't possibly help my child. Just one thing I want to share with moms. If you, and it's not so much about you doing the math right, if you have that mindset, well, I don't know how to do this, but we're going to sit down together. We're going to figure it out. That single thing is going to have more of an impact on your child's mindset than you can ever imagine. So just having that, you know what? I struggle with fractions. Let's look up some resources. Okay, do you know something about fractions? Okay, you tell me what your teacher told me. I saw this. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. 
that alone, I think, speaks volumes about you, your mindset, and what you can do for your child. So please don't give up. We, I'm here to help. Send me a DM. I, I do my best. Send me an email. I'm here to support in any way that I can because I truly believe that every child can learn math at high levels. And I want to I do something about this. So please don't ever hesitate to reach out. I love, love, love that you brought that up because it's similar to what I say about technology. It's the same kind of thing, you know, like go ask your dad or, you know, go, go figure this out because I don't understand technology and so many moms do that. And so I really feel like just giving them that confidence. You know what? You can understand technology. You can understand the math concepts Absolutely. and you can work with your kid. And what's fun about that is, as you were saying, when you're working with them, they see kind of the process of, oh, okay, this is how you go about figuring something out when you don't know it. And, you know, they see that you are, you know, taking interest in them and you even get that one-on-one -on -one time too. So I, I love all of that. And just circling back, you were asking me, are there any life skills modeling, just modeling perseverance that yeah. that is going to do amazing things for your child? Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Navi. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I, I've been following you for quite a while. I think uh, when I first found your your Instagram, I was like, oh, yes, this is amazing. <laughs> Because, you know, always want to empower females in STEM. Right. So, right. so thank yeah. you. I hope we do this again. This was a lot of fun for me. All right. Thanks, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Family Tech Talk. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I am Family Tech on all platforms and respond to all of my DMs. You can also become one of my techs by joining the Facebook group, our subreddit, or the Discord server. Just search any platform for family tech and you'll be sure to find the community.